Welcome to the Why Your Relationships Suck podcast, a podcast about creating strong relationships with courage and heart. Here we explore what gets in the way of the relationships we yearn for, the relationships to ourselves, those we love, and as fully expressed leaders in the world. We look for gold in our most tragic relationship experiences, share our intimate stories and the steps we took to overcome some of the most common relationship challenges many of us face. Our commitment is you learn something about yourself, which allows you to open up to new awarenesses and get into action. As in most relationships, we never truly know what we're in for. Sometimes it's smooth sailing, and other times it gets just a little bit messy. Now here's your host, Bob Conlon. Let's jump in. Hey everyone, I am so excited to be here. My name is Bob Conlon. I am a life, love, and leadership champion, author, coach, trainer, renegade human transformer, and a professional certified coach. I am so excited for a lot of other reasons. Uh, One, this is my very first podcast episode of Why Your Relationships Suck. And I'm so excited to have Leanne Amanda here as my first guest. Leanne is an ontological relationship coach. Her mission in the world is to make conscious relationships commonplace, the norm in every household. While she works with both individuals and couples, she emphasizes on the magic of doing your own deep inner work for your relationships out in the world to shift. Leanne, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you. When I was reading your bio, I'm like, wow, Leanne is like a a version of me. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we get along. Yeah, yeah. It it just felt so natural to have you as my first guest. So again, thank you so much for being here. Mm, Thanks for asking me. Yeah, yeah. So one thing in your bio that I want to have our listeners get connected with is what is an ontological relationship coach? How is that different than like a regular relationship coach or you know, a therapist that works on relationships? How would you describe that? Mm, Yeah, that's a great question. So I think a lot of relationship coaches give a lot of advice. Um, I know that, you know, in the coaching community, especially if you're trained with the ICF, we talk about the difference between a consultant and a coach and how um, coaches ask questions and consultants give advice. Um, but I do, I do see a lot of relationship coaches giving advice, um, and I steer more towards asking the powerful questions. So, um, the, what makes it ontological is asking the questions that aren't in the realm of like doing or action, but are in the realm of being. And then like, who are you when you walk into a room, what shows up when you do, And how does that influence your relationships? Like, what are you at the core of your being? And how did you get there? How did you become that? And looking at who do you want to be, not just who you wound up being. Like your patterns, your speech, your beliefs, all of it. That's what makes up your relationships, not necessarily your actions. Right. Yeah. It reminds me of that that old saying. It's, it's, you know, you're judged by your actions, not what you say. <laughs> mm. I've never actually heard. I've never actually heard that. Yeah, maybe some version of it, but 
Yeah, something like that. It reminded me of that. You mentioned asking a powerful question and not to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Do What's it. an example of a powerful question? Hmm. What did you have for breakfast? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, a powerful question could be, um, hmm. if you had everything you wanted, What's dangerous about that? Mm. That's a juicy one. <laughs> yeah, it has you like, oh, what do I want? And then what's the problem with me getting what I want? Exactly. Yeah, it's a little bit deeper. Yeah, I think one of the most powerful questions I like to ask is, what do you want? Mm. It's so simple, right? And uh, so many people have a hard time answering it. Yes. Um, like yes. one of my old coaches used to say, um, you know, like if you can't answer that question, he's to say your wanter is broken. Like you're so used to being able to e either people please or like hide or suppress your desires. Your wanter is broken. You've forgotten how to want. And um, like having the space, giving yourself the permission to want is um, now something we have to relearn. Mm, I like literally had a body sensation when you <laughs> shared that, like my wanter is broke. I think about when I, when I talk to clients for the first time, they tell me basically, here's all the things I don't want. You know, I just don't want to be so angry mm. or um, I just wish I wasn't so sad. Mm. I wish I had more. I wish we got along better. And it's like, well, mm. you're telling me what you don't want. Like, what do you want? Like mm -hmm. freedom, passion, <laughs> uh, partnership, communication. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, thanks for that. Um, you know, we are here for a specific reason, and that mm -hmm. is to talk about why your relationships have sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Leanne, if I were to ask you, tell me why your relationships have sucked. First of all, like, I love that that's the reason why we're here. And I also just like, hate it. I really <laughs> don't want to answer this question. Um, but, you know, my relationships have sucked when I was so unaware of how humans operate. Like, I, well, before I started studying and developing, learning about myself and how humans, like, be human... Um, nothing made sense. All my instincts and, and my patterns ran me and I was owned by my coping mechanisms. So like my lack of awareness is the reason why my relationship sucked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, give, give us an example of what does like being owned by a coping mechanism look like, in, in, <laughs> yeah. like in, in a relationship? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, one of my coping mechanisms that I have is um, like this, you know how in AC we talk about survival mechanisms, right? Yeah, well, it's AC. Accomplishment coaching, which <laughs> that's um, an amazing organization we've both been trained by. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to accomplishment coaching. <laughs> anyway, so um, when you learn your survival mechanisms, one of them that I learned was... Um, like the amoeba ice queen. So like when, when I have the experience of feeling small or unimportant or unseen, like an amoeba, like the smallest organism, I'm an ice queen. Like I ice you out. I turn away. Like before I understood that mechanism, 
it happened without Leanne even being required. Like my brain threw that up without my consent. So like you say something and then I interpret it to be like, you, you think I'm unimportant or you're like, I'm small and you're big. Like, I'm just going to ice you out. And then I have absolutely no opportunity to be like, what did you mean by that? Hold on, slow down. Like that triggered me. Can we look at that? Or, Hey, like I feel disconnected. I wonder why, like I don't have any facility if I'm owned by it. It owns me, meaning it completely bypasses Leanne and just happens. And then that's the behavior I'm in and it runs the show. Mm. Yeah. It sounds like a, a great way to keep people out. Yeah. Keep people out. And also um, it's like, I've heard people say that um, something that human beings are always trying to do is either dominate or avoid domination. And like, that's one of my ways of avoiding domination. Like if you make me feel small and you dominate me, like here's a way I won't let that happen. I'll ice you out. Mm. <laughs> very I'm sophisticated. Like, yeah. I have like a visual of like a ice wall around you. Like, yeah. nope, sorry. Not getting in. Mm-mm. Yeah. You might get a, you might get a little bit, but you're not, you're not going to get all of me too dangerous, too scary. Yeah. But you'll know that I'm withholding from you. Like mm. it won't be a mystery. You will know. <laughs> you will feel the ice. Yeah. Yeah. So before I knew about that, that would just happen. Whereas now I'm like, oh crap, I'm about to I'm about to ice you out. Like, like let's let's not have that happen. Like let's look at the thing that I'm interpreting and just get to the bottom of it. Yeah, I'm present to like the discovery of that part of ourselves that tries to keep us safe and protected and how often that is the thing that is in the way of the experience that we actually want in a romantic relationship. Definitely. Like I want intimacy and honesty. And then I like throw up the wall. Brilliant (laughs) plan. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you're doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Hooray. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm just reminded in my uh, in my you know my own experience of finding the relationship that I really wanted to be in. I um, when I was dating my wife early on, you know, I was dating a few other women at the same time, and I was noticing things were really progressing more with Shauna. Like I was getting the level of connection that I wanted with a woman and in relationship, and I so vividly remember the experience of standing in my kitchen and looking at her like sitting on the couch we were carving pumpkins for halloween and she was she was drawing the face on the pumpkin and i was just looking at her going there she is like this is the woman of my dreams this is the person that i yearn to be with and there's still something in me that will not allow it and like Mm -hmm you think of that level of like awareness, right? That level of like intention of like, Oh my God, what's actually going on with me? Hmm. Like that's, that's what I really hear you talking about. I was like, what is actually happening inside of me that Hmm. is keeping me from creating this experience that I actually yearn and desire. And for me in that situation was like, Oh, I'm just terrified of commitment. Like (laughs) I'm looking at all the things commitment's going to take away from me versus give me. Mm, which was, you know, exactly what I wanted, which is hilarious. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
<sighs> makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what I'm hearing is like, oh, looking at the way that we try to stay safe and small inside of relationship, how that actually keeps us from the true experience that we want and really like how to learn and know that part of you and then get responsible for it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what, and we talked a little bit about kind of this awareness that you received and bringing some intention into relationships, but what did you learn about yourself you know, if you think of a relationship challenge that you may have faced at some point, like <laughs> share maybe one or two things that you really like learned about yourself in that process. In the process of going from sucky relationships to great relationships. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Or like, um, man, this is the fourth relationship that I'm ending <laughs> for, for the same reason, like an you know, example of that, or mm. where you notice that you were the one that was creating the thing that you actually didn't want. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm actually perfect, but I'll look and yeah, definitely. I have noticed that when I, yeah, like there's been a, a pattern of, um, how do I describe this? Um, I call it the, oh, this is going to sound so awful, but Hey, well, we're here. So, um, I call it like the enlightenment trap mm. where, um, like I think that I can be with anybody as they are because I don't want to like change somebody, but I get growth and change mixed up. So I like realized that I was letting people be who they are, but not from a place of like, not wanting to change them, but because I was thinking it's more enlightened to just let people be who they are. And, um, when really I was denying like this whole other world of possibility that I wanted with my partner. So like, if I notice my partner doesn't want to grow, cause I was somehow manifesting like partners that just were really resistant to mm-hmm. growing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would justify it by going, well, you know, like I, I have to learn to be with this. Like I can't change them. And then it was this, like, I would be like kind of more pulling the weight and like over helping and like, which is gross. And like, I get like value out of overhelping. So it's like this thing I, I know from like decades of experience of like feeling like I have to overhelp and then making this, making concession for like, just, it's not that they're not okay. It's that like, I want something different and that's okay to own, but I would just stay in the overhelping role mm. and like, think that I would be bad if I wanted to like, yeah. Do you get what I'm, I'm like awful at describing it right now, but. No, I think, I think what I'm hearing is I'm with partners that I'm almost expecting some like growth, like to be able to grow along with them. Mm-hmm. And as you were growing in your journey, it sounds like that they were either resistant to it or not meeting you where you were at. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. then, and then it sounds like, and then you made them wrong for that. Yeah. Or I'd be like, this is okay. This is fine. I want something different, but that's okay. I can want this because wanting something else would mean that I'm making them wrong. Ooh. So, um, Ooh, yeah. Resignation. 
<laughs> yes, there it is. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, Resonate. ding. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So how, yeah. How often do we get in relationships? Like what I'm also hearing too is like, oh, I'm in this relationship. I wish this person was like this, this way. Uh, here's how I'm going to fix them. Oh, I can't fix them. Uh, oh, well, let me just get resigned and give up. I think like it used to be the word fix and then it evolved. It was like, it used to be like, but see, how do you even get there in the first place? To me, I'm like, yeah, I kind of fixing, but like, why did I manifest partners where like, and just stay with them even when I noticed in the beginning that like we, we wouldn't grow together. Like, why did I just, why did I keep pursuing that? Yeah. that that's the part that, that's another part that I was like, why did I do that? Why didn't I just own, like, this doesn't feel good. Yeah. And when, when did you get present to that? You know, I think about some of the work that we probably both do as relationship coaches is identifying a pattern. <laughs> Right. Identifying like your pattern and how you normally do relationships by default or by how it typically goes. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you identify that? Oh, man, I'm doing this thing. I'm doing my thing again here. When was like an aha moment of that? <sighs> um, hmm. I think definitely with like the first time I realized that was in a relationship that was like, um, I kind of, yeah. Like the first time I was like, Oh, this is a thing that's uh, it's not working maybe like seven years ago, six years ago. And then like, it, I think my brain just got a little smarter and then the tendency just got a little bit quicker and, um, like just looked a little better and was harder to detect, Mm. you know, like it showed up in a less evolved way. And then it just got smarter at like doing the same thing. Like I really noticed that part of being responsible for being a human being when you're in self-development is knowing that your survival mechanisms are just going to get smarter and they're going to look better. So you need to always like anticipate they're going to be evolving with you. Yeah. I, the, the experience I have with my own version of those, of like the ways that I keep myself safe and, you know, put the blame on others or make myself right. Um, yeah. Like my survival mechanisms, they, they were pretty easy to identify in the beginning. Like you said, like they would just kind of walk through the front door <laughs> and, and now they're like ninjas that grapple down the sides of buildings <laughs> and sneak in windows and through like chimneys and <laughs> So I don't actually know that like I'm activated oh, or hold triggered. On, you cut out. I don't hear anything. Can you hear me now? Hello? Hello. Oh, there you are. You cut out for a second. Okay. 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 All right, you so just, you just said now they sneak in the back door and I didn't hear anything else. So yeah. So now, yeah. So we'll, there's an edit. <laughs> so okay. uh, yeah, now my survival mechanisms, they, they, they're like ninjas. They grapple down sides of buildings. They sneak in windows. They go down through chimneys. Um, they're mm-hmm. like, I don't know it's actually happening until usually someone calls me out on it. And that person's usually <laughs> A, my wife, B, someone on uh, my support team, or C, likely my coach. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and what he what what he describes this as is like this transformational righteousness thing that I like to do inside a relationship. <laughs> like, oh, I've had the breakthrough. I've had this transformation in my life. I know. <laughs> I know how to be in this relationship and here's yeah. what you're, here's what you're doing wrong. If you would only do it. And you know, if my wife is listening, she would probably, <laughs> she's probably like laughing and or yelling at the speaker right now, but <laughs> she notices this thing I do. It's like, Oh, just do this thing. And I think it lands inside of here and let me fix you. So you don't leave me kind of mechanism that I run inside of relationship. <laughs> or like here, do this thing so that my life is easier being with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Cool. So what, what, um, what would you advise our listeners to practice or create or commit to in service of having this more fulfilling experience of relationship to have the, the true relationship that they yearn for that they feel fully expressed in loved, ex- passion, mm. joy, all of it. Yeah. What would you advise them to do? Yeah, there are two things that I hear. So, um, you know, looking back on my journey, these past like nine years of doing this work, the more I worked on myself, the more I realized that there were more places in myself to love. And the more that I gained facility with like loving more and more pieces of myself, the more I noticed that I was actually like being love more out there in the world. Like whatever I loved or healed in me translated into me being more of a vessel for love out in the world. Like I just showed up with more love. Like now when I walk into the room, like this was not the case before, but now when I walk in, people feel the love, they feel how loving I am. And I didn't have that capacity until I started like really like turning myself inside out and looking at the places that I, I had the opportunity to heal and love. Um, so a practice could be just ongoingly working on loving more and more pieces of yourself and then watch how the world receives you. Watch how much more love you bring into the world. And that just makes your life and your relationships more juicy. When you, yes, love yourself, which is like more of the cliche, but then how that translates out is like you have more love available. And then the people who like recognize that as healthy and just like loving, they will you'll just be surrounded by those people. Um, and then the other thing is in order to do that, in order to get there, get a coach, like human beings by nature can't really encounter ourselves. We we're the last to know something about ourselves. Like when somebody walks into a room, everybody else is really probably apt at either subtly or strongly getting, you know, your blind spots and and who you are and what your limits are and and your essence and your greatness. Like we're usually better at seeing others immediately and we don't as aptly see ourselves. So get a coach and have at least someone in your life, be that mirror, be that call up to greatness and the person who can point out to you the stuff that you don't see. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Here's, here's how you're getting in your own way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From love. <laughs> I love you. Yep. Stop it. Love you. So you mentioned like learning how to love yourself or looking at all the pieces of you and bringing love into that experience. How mm-hmm. would you, how, like, how? Yeah. The question comes up a lot with um, some folks I work with too, is like, you know, they get connected to this 
awareness that self-love would give them something or give them access to a new way of being or give them access to the love that they actually want to be experiencing in their relationships. Mm-hmm. And like the next question is always, like, well, how do I love myself? How, what are the 10 steps that I can take on to like practice self-love or be, be loving of myself? What would you, what would you suggest in that situation? Mm. Um, wow. Like 20 different things just like bombarded my brain. Uh, one thing that comes up the most strongly though is, um, you know, IFS, like internal family systems. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah. Like to me, one of my favorite practices is like noticing the different beings within myself and like speaking to each of them and asking like, what do you need to say? What do you need to be heard about? And not, not just seeing myself as like one whole being, but a compilation of a bunch of beings who all each have some wisdom and who all have different stances. Like I could say, you know, like, yeah, I really hate that part of me that likes to be right and makes others wrong. But if I take a moment to go, Hey, like, I'd like to speak to you for a second. And I like that piece of me comes out that likes to be right. And I go like, what's going on, babe? Like, what are you trying to say? She has something for me mm. that is invaluable. At times, you know, if it's just like Leanne walking through the world and she comes up, it just looks like me being this like bitch. But if I actually just zero in on her and ask her and I just talk to her, then I get a whole other um, depth to that piece of me. And when you like to me, I experience when I get in the depth of that one aspect of me, that being, I get to have compassion for why did she get so right? Like, what is she committed to? What is she afraid of? And like taking those different aspects of myself and listening to each of them. um, That's one way I believe self-love can be practiced and explored is like, not just seeing the self as this one whole being, but as the the compilation of all of these many beings and hearing each of them out. Mm. Yeah, I, I totally resonate with that. It, it's some of the work I do with my therapist, she, like she, she does parts work mm-hmm. and, you know, learning all the parts of you. Mm. Um, and I, what I hear there is like this internal family system. It's like, oh, there's a few versions of me going on inside of myself. Yeah. Like there's like, oh, when I'm scared and angry and feeling really small, like what part of me is that? Yeah. You know, if I can relate to it as that's not me, it's just a part of me how could mm-hmm. I then address it and love it and be with it? Um, mm-hmm. When I, I think of my own internal family system, like I have this little child, like this little scared little boy inside of me, I call little Bobby, of course. And then mm-hmm. I have this like teenager who is like full of anarchy and destruction and chaos. <laughs> and then I have this adult man. And then I have like this life coach. And then I have this leader mm-hmm. side of me and like, they're all in there just kind of bouncing around with each other and playing and, Um, you know, I really hear as an access to self-love is to get to know all of you is to get to know all the parts of you get to know like your own internal family. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. When you were just saying that, describing all of the different parts of you, the part of me that is like the part of me that knows my pieces and has grown to love them 
I now feel the capacity I'm hearing, you know, like little Bobby and teenage anarchist. I'm hearing about these, these boys. And I'm just thinking, oh, I just, I love you so much. Like I love these boys so much. Mm. Like they are so lovable. Like I'm just right now just filled with love thinking about all of these different pieces of you, just imagining what each of them has to say and why and, and what are their pains and, and what brilliant thing that they come up with to handle those things. And yeah, I just, I'm just feeling that right now really strongly. Yeah. Like hearing you say that I'm having like a, <laughs> I'm having like a body reaction right now, which is like, cool. Cause like, that's, that's an indicator that something's going on. Like something is moving or shifting. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I know, like I notice, like in my own experience with this, I, how wrong I would make myself with like, if I was scared or upset or wanting to hide like my little child, um, how wrong I would make that. Like there's something wrong if I'm feeling that way versus like, Hey, little Bobby, what do you need? What's going on? You know, what do you, what do you, what are you scared about today? Like, how can I help you? Um, I had this great visual that I worked on with my therapist, which was, you know, it sounds like your, your, your inner child is driving the car today. They're in the front seat and you're in the back seat, like, ah, going on for the ride of your life. And it's like, oh, how do you stop the car, get in the front seat, hang out with your inner child and then get them in the back seat where they kind of need to be. So you can actually yeah. go be the <laughs> fully expressed human that you want to be inside of a relationship. Yeah. 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 Super cool. So how, how would this like internal, internal family system or like this parts work piece, getting to know all of you, getting to love all of you. Like, why would that make a difference in a relationship? When you know, I mean, like the initial blanket answer I have is the more you know about yourself, the more you know about every moment that's happening in your relationship. Like you can, your relationship could be run based on both, both of you having behaviors that you don't understand or you can be literally understanding in every moment what's going on. Like there's an opportunity to like in every moment, like, Oh, I notice when you say this, this comes up and I think it's from this. Okay. Or like, Oh, you know what? This piece of me just loves when you do that. Thank you. Like you can really understand why things like what's going well, what's going not well and why in any moment it's like, it's like this direct access to the answer in any moment. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'm I'm thinking about a a very specific example of this when I was I was cooking dinner and uh, we received like our vegetable box and we had these new types of peppers that uh, were in the box and I was cutting them up and I was making a traditional meal that I kind of typically make for my wife and I. And my wife walks in from work and she's like, oh, oh, you're using those kind of peppers. (laughs) And like a part of me immediately was just like consumed with like shame, like out of nowhere. And I, I just felt so like angry. I'm just like, what the, you know, like I'm cooking us dinner and like, you're going to come here and make this comment. And my wife and I have a language or like she sensed something in me happen. And she's like, hey, did something just happen? Or did, did I trigger something? 
And it's cool because I can like just take a deep breath and take a minute like, oh yeah, like my inner child got super triggered right there. And she's like, what do you need? I'm like, I just felt shame when you talked about the peppers. And she's like, oh no, like I was totally excited to try a new type of pepper in this dish. (laughs) (laughs) So you can see like my interpretation was completely off and we have a shared language and we have a shared way we approach each other and approach our people, right? Our inner people. Yeah. Uh, so, so they can help know and get and be, get their needs met and f- feel safe and feel like they can continue to be loved and mm-hmm. get their, yeah, get their needs met. Yeah. Beautiful. Super cool. Um, let's see. So are you promoting anything that you'd like to mention or like what's going on in your world? What are you up to? <laughs> Yeah, what's going on in my world, like there are a lot of things, but the thing that is newest and most exciting right now is my men's group. So I look at the field of relationship coaching. I see resources for women. I see resources for couples, but I don't really see anything for men. And I've been working with men one-on-one for like my entire coaching practice. However, I haven't seen many men men's groups are great, but I haven't seen any men's groups really led by women. Like I'm sure there are other women doing that. Um, but specifically for the realm of relationship, um, I believe that women have something really unique to offer men. And like, I, I just have such a strong passion and commitment to, uh, men being happy, like in life and in relationships. And so I just created this container, like, Hey, you guys are going to get the brotherhood and the Intel from the other side and like an ontological coaching container. And we're going to deep dive every, every week. And we're going to understand your relationship patterns. We're going to understand how it's gone and why, and what you want to create and how we get there. And um, yeah, so it's called conscious relationships, the men's group. And I'm super excited. We're starting in like two weeks. And uh, yeah, that's my, newest love right now oh that's not like first i want to say thank you (laughs) thank you for uh serving men in that way like it's it's super critical to be able to bring a conversation like this to to men so they Mm -hmm. can get connected to like the level of vulnerability and intimacy and trust and courage that would allow them to bring their needs forward in relationships Mm. and their experience of it like it's yeah it's uh it's incredible and important work thank you yeah Yeah. i think so too yeah who is the like who's the ideal man or like what's the avatar of your man for this group that's a great question um i think what i'm running into a lot lately is the man who um like kind of runs into the same patterns and feels like he's stuck in them and he can't see a way out of them. His relationships keep going the same way or some version of the same way. And it's not the love that he wants, the kind of relationship that he wants. And he just wants the answer. Like, how do, how do I get it? How did I get here? Like, and, and probably somebody who um, is willing to guess that they don't actually fully know what they want and it's been clouded by how their life has gone so far. Like they're open to considering that maybe they they can design a whole new vision of what they want in relationship. All they know is that they're stuck 
and they keep going the same way. And I've, I've gone in from like all ages, like it's definitely not an age limit. I've got guys in their thirties, guys in their fifties, like, um, but the most common thing is that they're stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's like, like I, I noticed too, you know, like how do you create amazing relationship after being hurt a lot? Or um, like, why can't I seem to find my courage? Or um, how can I have the woman in my life understand what's going on with me and have what's going on with me be okay? Like I find like a lot of men are carrying guilt about who they are and like their natural impulses um, and having that not be able to translate with their partner. Um, yeah. Stuckness is definitely the common denominator though. Nice. Yeah. So for all you stuck men out there, make sure you check out Amanda's conscious relationships, the men's group. Uh, it sounds absolutely extraordinary. And it's, I, I, I so relate to like the beginning of my journey. That's what exactly led me to get the support from a coach was like, I was just stuck. I had everything I thought I wanted in life. You know, I had all the cash and prizes, like I call it. I had a great job. I had a great um, career. I had a a good relationship. Like I had all the things, but I just still felt like there's something more, like something I was missing, like Mm. lacking some fulfillment. And part of the early work in my early coaching days of being coached was like discovering just that, like what, what is actually in the way, what has you stuck? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was going back to that, <laughs> one of that, those first powerful questions, like, what do you want? Mm. And it's like, I don't know. I just know what I don't want. And I don't want this. So. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, all right. Well, anything else you want to leave our listeners with? Totally. Um, what's there for me that I just want to say to the listeners is like, we live in this illusion. Like we have tons of time. Like we often are not present to the urgency of life. And I just want to remind the listeners out there, like now is the only time you have to create and seek out the love you want. Like it is now like, the action, like the time for action is now and life moves really quickly. And the people in your life, like there's so much love available between you and the people in your life and it's ready. It's waiting. And, um, like, just don't waste another minute. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Life is precious and urgent. Go live it. (laughs) Go be it. Go create it. Yeah, go get loved the way that you actually want to be loved. Exactly. Yeah, awesome. Well, Leanne, I can't thank you enough for being uh, our guest here today and for being the first guest on the Why Your Relationships Suck podcast. It's been truly an honor. If you're looking to connect with Leanne, take a look at the show notes. You'll have all of her contacts there. And please, men, check out her Conscious Relationships, the men's group. You won't be disappointed. Leanne, thank you so much. Thank you, Bob. 
Thank you for listening to the Why Your Relationships Suck podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's guest and can't wait to have you back for our next episode. Be sure to hit subscribe. Links to our guests or any related content are below in the show notes. And if you want to take your own conversation deeper with Bob or have a story to tell that our listeners must hear, please reach out to Bob at conlincoaching.com.